we'd like to welcome you to our emergency freedom alerts for March 22nd, 2021, and uh, got a real doozy of a study today. Uh, as I've said, the information tends to get more kind of insane every week as the satanic agenda comes more out in the open as the mask all the masks come off regarding so many different things things that were once questioned things that were once hidden particularly regarding the the so-called 501c3 corporate church and, and particularly the big ministries that are on tv and the big tv personalities what used to be something like where you would look at that and say well yeah but they're putting out they seem like a good ministry or good person or <clears throat> that should no longer be in question anymore for the most part this whole covid issue the whole vaccine issue the whole agenda the lockdowns the masks the tests the vaccines all of that has been for me in my ministry the greatest dividing line and the greatest bald face indicator of whose side you're on if you're in ministry because this is the greatest satanic agenda everything that COVID 21 or <laughs> that's what they're going to change it i said that's what they're going to change it to before COVID 19 much talk about it being changed to COVID 21 if there's a new strain that comes out and then COVID 23 and so on <clears throat> every sit every single thing that that agenda encompasses is absolutely totally 100 percent satan's baby that's satan's agenda the rolling in the great reset which will bring us into the new world order through COVID-19. Klaus Schwab, the guy that wrote the book on that, high-level Illuminati globalist, has said that openly. We're going to use COVID-19 and every aspect of it to take away all your freedoms, to destroy the, the major economies of the earth, to bring you into slavery, subjugation, to force vaccinate you, to bring you on to UBI, universal basic income, and to use that to enslave society, kill off a gigantic proportion of society, which if you go to the Georgia Guidestones and you look at the first commandment, reduce world population, was it to 500 million? Yes, in perpetual balance with nature. That's the first commandment of, of Satan, of the New World Order. Well, they're going to use it for that too. Every single thing that COVID-19 encompasses is Satan's agenda. And if you see any ministry going along with that, then you know what side they're on. Now, I'm not saying that certain people can't be deceived or deluded or certain pastors can't be. And I'm not saying that makes them a Satanist or a Luciferian. They are ignorant of Satan's devices. So what happens then? Well, then he gets an advantage of you. According to what the word of God says, you know, um, <clears throat> I'll give you that verse. 
Second Corinthians 2.11, lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. So when we're ignorant of his devices, and there's more devices of Satan now than there has ever been, ever, in the history of mankind, ever, because of all the different ways you can be deceived now. All the different ways you can be brainwashed and deceived that didn't exist 100 years ago, didn't exist 2,000 years ago, it just didn't. So therefore, you have to be more on guard than you've ever been to not be deceived. You've got to go out of your way. Like the Bible talks about, the Bereans were no, more noble than those in Thessalonica because they sought the things out in the scripture, if they be so. Got to go out of your way to do that, though. It's not easy. It's an effort. If you were like, I don't know, let's say for argument's sake, 150 years ago and you were in a solid christian church you wouldn't have all these devices of satan to worry about not not to near the extent that they exist now i'm not saying devices of satan didn't exist back then it's just things are so much more further down the road and complex and complicated and it's not easy it's not easy to be like the men of ishakar like the bible talks about there were understander they were understanding of the times they lived in and made decisions essentially in regard to that. Matthew 20, 24 says, if it were possible, they, the satanic minions, the demons, the devils, Satan, wh whatever you want to, his kingdom is what they means, I believe, shall deceive the very elect. Jesus Christ said that. And what's Matthew 24 about? Well, it's about the end times that we're moving into and then the tribulation for right there there's not a whole lot more that has to happen in order for the antichrist the false prophet to arise sure got the technology for the mark of the beast <laughs> there's no doubt on that so from my in my from my perspective this whole COVID-19 thing has made it easier for me to identify what ministries are of Satan and what ones are not, or at least bare minimum, lukewarm. The Bible talks a lot about that too, the Laodicean church of Revelation 3. They're lukewarm. They're neither hot nor cold. They're lukewarm. But yet they think they're in need of nothing. But in God's eyes, they're blind, wretched, weak, and naked before him, essentially. I'm paraphrasing, but, but they think they're in need of nothing. Well, we're pretty good with God. These people getting this kill shot are being full, filled full of nanotech, the hydrogel. And that hasn't even been activated yet, guys. That hasn't even been turned on yet. It will be updated by the 5G networks. They have stated it. I've read the reports where they've stated it. Now, they're not going to emphasize that <laughs> in their in their ingredient list okay they've had hitachi microchip dust I, I remember talking about that in like 2000 dust can you imagine how much more the technology is advanced today and what they're putting in to these people with these shots there is a whole host of ingredients in these shots i haven't even covered i've only covered the big things about the messenger rna changing and defiling your dna forever and that's been proven over and over by different medical doctors that have talked about this. It does change your DNA. 
It starts rewriting it. And of course, you're not going to get the real story from Satan. You're not going to get, if, if, it's like the fox guarding the hen house. Oh, Pfizer says it does, or Moderna, or whatever. You know why Moderna's called Moderna? Look at the end part of Moderna. RNA. Their stock symbol is mRNA. On That's how their stock is traded. Never, ever brought a vaccine successfully to a human trial. Ever once. Never. But now we're supposed to trust them. That, they're, that they've got our best interest. No, this is all about defiling humanity in their DNA so that ultimately you're not even human anymore. And Jesus Christ didn't come back to save a whole bunch of defiled humanity with defiled DNA. Just like it was in the days of Noah. Well, what do you mean? Well, as it was in the days of Noah, Jesus said, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. What was the biggest thing going on in Noah's day? Well, the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair, and they took them wives all that they chose, according to Genesis 6. And they bore them giants, the men of old, the men of renown, translated from the Hebrew word Nephilim, which means fallen ones. They were hybrids. Their DNA had been defiled. And it got so bad that it, that it says it repented God that he'd even made man. Because the world got so defiled from that DNA defiling event of the fallen angels procreating with women. And it's not the godly sons of Seth like the cemeteries teach people. There is no way if you ever had a Bible you would ever come to that conclusion on your own. Apart from a cemetery or some book brainwashing you about that. If you compare line upon line and scripture upon scripture and precept upon precept, which is what we're supposed to do in the word of God, you would do a keyword search for sons of God in the Old Testament. I'm talking old. And you would find out quickly that that word, that phrase is only ever in reference to angels. Only. Look at Job. It's, I believe it's used three times. Sons of God appeared before God and then Satan before. They, it was angels. Good angels, but when they fell, they went from the sons of God to not good angels. I understand, sons of God, that phrase is used in, in the New Testament as well, in, re in reference to a New Testament believer. But that wasn't possible in the Old Testament. Jesus had not come and died on the cross. To pay for our sins, to, that we could have salvation through him. That hadn't happened yet. So... Every single bit of what I just said, I've been predicting ever since I've been in ministry. Does it make me better? I will give the Lord Jesus Christ 100% credit. Apart from him, I am nothing. It is an absolute miracle I'm even alive. He should have killed me about 9 billion times over, if you ask me, for all the garbage I've done in my past. And I'm not talking, I'm going out and murdering people. I'm just saying, I just look back on my life and I'm like, oh, my word, ah, uh, ah. Uh. And yes, and I did a lot of stupid things when I was saved too. Especially as a baby Christian. So I'm not up on some high and mighty high horse saying any of this. I will give the Lord Jesus Christ all the praise, all the glory for this. This is what started this ministry back in 2006 when I did the 14 City Tour through the Prophecy Club 
on the avian flu. Everything, the, the whole climax of that 130-some slide PowerPoint presentation was the vaccines. That was where in the, the Lord led me to emphasize that's where this is all going to end up. Ultimately, door-to-door -door vaccinations, forced. Now, I'm not saying they're going to pull that off everywhere. I didn't do the, I didn't do the presentation so that we could have no hope and, and that we could get, throw up our hands and just realize this is our lot in life and we're just going to have to, whatever, go along to get along. No, I did it so that Christians would get on their knees and pray about it and fast about it and educate other people about it and that we would resist evil and if necessary, unto death. Because I'm telling you right now, I would, I would not take, I, I'd take death over any kill shot. I take death over any COVID. Oh well, absent from the bodies to be present with the Lord. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. I mean, isn't that going to be a relief in a lot of ways? Honestly, with all this garbage that we're constantly dealing with, and I don't mean to be like morbid or anything. I'm just saying it's it's going to be so much infinitely better. You know, and I don't have a death wish. I'm just saying. Just trying to deal with all this garbage, this satanic garbage on a day-to-day -day basis is absolutely, I mean, it's my whole life. It's, it's, it's overwhelming. But as a watchman, I feel like this is my calling. I believe it is, and this is what I'm called to do. So I'm going to keep doing it until I can't do it anymore, until I get clear indicators from the Lord that I need to stop. And so far that hasn't come. But man, is it a lot. I mean, to, oh, <laughs> it's a lot. So I had to take a kind of a break last week. I, I just up to my eyeballs in this stuff. Now, God's greater. God's going to win. We're on the winning team. We know how it turns out in the end. It's just enduring like a good soldier is really what it's all about. And trying to help and educate others. Doing unto others as you would have done unto yourself, essentially. The golden rule. Jesus said. Thus fulfilling the laws and the prophets, essentially, when you do things like this. It doesn't give you a license to sin or anything, but it covers a lot of bases. Because you're, you're, you're loving your neighbor, you're loving, you know, even your enemies, you can give the truth to. They may not receive it, but, you know, their blood's off your hands. Anyway, um, this, this study is just, I can't even believe what i'm going to be presenting to you today and i know i've said that a lot lately and it's it might happen again next week <laughs> but i'm telling you it's i can't even comprehend anymore what i'm putting out at this point and it's not me it's it's not like i'm i'm the content creator of it all i just compile it all now i just released three newsletters at once and i've never done that before ever online one of them was the newsletter for like this last week, current events. One of them was the updated COVID um, death, stati death statistics. It's a real easy thing that you can pop out to a friend. Just the link. Just the link. And I'm not doing that because I'm trying to drive traffic to the website. You know, I'm not doing that. I, I, but I know that it's pretty tough to argue with. When the first thing we're talking about are the CDC statistics. 
of the injuries and the deaths that they're openly admitting to. And then the, the, death, the death statistics coming out of the UK. Knowing that VAERS, the Vaccine Incident Reporting Center, only on average gets 1% of the deaths and, vac and injuries reported to them because there's a huge financial incentive for that not to happen. There's also a huge amount of pharmaceutical medical cartel peer pressure to hide those things. It's, again, like the fox guarding the hen house. So if only 1% on average is getting reported, well, you know, can you times it by 100? I am. Most likely. How about 50, you know? A lot of people dying. A lot of people getting injured, bottom line. And then all the other individual accounts that have been slipping through the cracks that they can't keep a track of, praise God. So I'm going to open us up today, the prayer to neutralize occult rituals, and then we'll go right into the study. Because, man, do I have a lot to cover, and I don't know how, how I'm going to, even though I know I've taken, I, I, I didn't really take a two-week break or a week break. I've been doing exactly what I've been doing all along. I just didn't do a study last week, so now I have double the amount of material that I normally have. So I really didn't do myself a lot of favors. <laughs> but, you know, what are you going to do? Uh, I, I praise the Lord that, that I'm still able to do this. Okay, so I'll, I'll go ahead and open us up in prayer. Beloved Holy Savior, Lord Jesus, you are the sacrifice, the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the earth. Seated at the right hand of the Father, we honor your sacrifice on the cross, your resurrection and transfiguration, volunteered for our salvation. We worship you, exalt you, and magnify your name above every other name. You are sovereign, supreme over all. You are worthy. You alone are worthy. We pledge our faith and love to serve you alone forever. We claim your word, James 4, 7, which says, Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. And also, 2 Timothy 1, 7, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. We come in the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ given to us. We cover ourselves with the blood of the Lamb. We place a hedge of warring angels with flaming swords of fire around us and our families continuously. We put on the whole armor of God. We lift up our shields of faith to interlock, standing foot to foot and shoulder to shoulder, a solid wall that cannot be breached or penetrated. We resist and renounce Satan, the God of this earth. We rise to war in the spirit against witchcraft, occult maneuvers and devices sent against your will and the body of Christ. We ask you to dispatch legions of warring angels in full battle array, fiery swords drawn to enforce our petitions and intercessory prayers. Route your enemies on all fronts. Turn their hatred, anger, accusations, conflict, arrogance, and wicked schemes upon themselves so that they become caught in their own snares and fall into the pits that they have intended for others. We nullify, dismantle, cancel, and oppose every satanic operation, scheme, maneuver, and strategy. Cause their secret plans, agendas, and motivations of the enemy to be revealed for everyone to see. We decree and declare that what these people meant for evil, that you will turn it around and use it for the good of people, of your people. We close every portal that has been opened by them. We break every curse, hex, vex, spell, charm, enchantment, decree spoken or unspoken against the body of Christ and your intercessors by every witch, warlock, satanist, sorcerer, voodoo, priest, shaman, brujo, bruja, soothsayer, medium, coven, and every other minion of the devil working iniquity. And we send it about back upon their own head sevenfold that they may repent and turn from their evil ways. Lord Jesus, re reveal your love to them. Show them the truth about who they are serving and their eternal destination if they continue in their present path. Open their minds, ears, and eyes to receive supernatural insight, knowledge to the understanding of the truth of the gospel. Bring them to salvation. We seal this prayer by the blood of the Lamb. And in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Okay, so the first video I'm going to... 
I'm going to talk about here. And this goes along with kind of what I said in that first 15 minutes, which I really wasn't even planning on saying. It just kind of happened. I always pray that the Holy Spirit would speak through me, though, or I try to remember to pray that when I do a study. Uh, things that, that we all, you know, need to hear, including myself. And this is a video entitled Uncovering the Enemy's Tactics, The Devil's Exposed. I think I played a video from this gentleman not too long ago, Isaiah Saldivar. Now, listen, I don't know about all his theology. I am, I am gleaning, okay? All I can say is that what he said in this video sounds pretty solid to me, okay? And I do that, I mean, I'm going to actually give you a quote, probably the first time ever, from a C.S. Lewis book today. And I've never, I've, I've done four different audios exposing him. Four different separate audios exposing C.S. Lewis and his occult connections. But again, are there things that you can glean possibly from any of the books he's ever yeah sure there is and there's one quote i wanted to read you that i saw today that i just it's so pertinent because it's based i thought it was about today and it was written in 1942 now again i've done four teachings exposing him okay him and tolkien the inklings their connections to the golden dawn and all that other stuff and i give you the link to that report so i'm not endorsing c.s lewis but i also there are sometimes instances where you can glean. And um, this video is uh, really, he hits a lot of bases that I've talked about before, but it's just really good stuff to hear um, regarding the day and times we're living in and regarding just Christianity and our walk with the Lord and things that we need to be on guard about. So I'm gonna go ahead and play this. Now, when a boxer or an MMA fighter or a football team is going to go against their opponent, they spend hours and hours and hours before the fight or before they, the match watching what's called play footage. So what they do is they watch their opponent at battle. They watch their opponent how they play so that they can effectively fight against their opponent. So they learn their weaknesses. They learn their strategies. They learn the openings and the downfalls. And they spend hours studying what's called play footage so when they decide to attack the person or fight the person they'll have an advantage over them and what you need to understand is the devil has play footage on you the devil watches you the devil strategizes against you he sees your weaknesses he prowls around spying on you his demons are assigned to lurk you and to stalk you to see where he can find an inroad the bible says that the devil strategizes against us so i used to think like oh if you're a believer you can't get attacked at all and that's only for unbelievers but you have to understand the bible makes it clear that satan is strategizing against the body of christ he has a military plan against the church so there is a boardroom right now and listen you might say why are you shouting why are you screaming and there's listen 115 of you on tiktok welcome praise the lord why are you so serious because guys i know that we are in a war and there's too much at stake for me to calmly tell you how serious this is and i know that listen there's 20 well, with TikTok, there's 2,300, 2,200 of us in here, and we're plotting right now. We are strategizing right now against the powers of the enemy. And while we're strategizing tonight, and we're breaking down the ways he attacks us, he's also strategizing. He's also planning. He's also getting in a boardroom right now with his demons, figuring out how he's going to destroy you. There are demons assigned to destroy your life. And if you're ignorant to this, you will live subject to his power. Now, let me just say this. And then this is why you've heard me emphasize over and over so much about 
putting on the full armor of God and all these different spiritual warfare tactics that I've highlighted over the years. Now, I also released, and I'm, I'm going to get into that right after this. Well, I guess I'll just right now is a good. Yesterday, I actually put up on the Contending for Truth website, proactive, biblical proactive actions for dealing with evil entities and overcoming sin. Okay. It is a whole laundry list of things that and what I what I said in the little um, caption here is after salvation, and if I could only direct my listeners listeners to one document beside the KJV Bible, this is the most important document I have been able to compile, which has taken me really I, I really believe it's been over twenty years, but I just said twenty years in my ministry to do so. Glory to God, and it's the PDF on all the different, and it starts off with with just. Um, the deliverance procedures and he's going to get a lot into that and then it, all these other things you can do all these other things that you can do some of them you could do like now some of them may take you more time some of them are, we'll talk about things like fasting and, and making that anointing oil that i had talked about the, the that i have um just a lot of different things that you can do and i'm not saying there's not more you can do but these are some really, really big ones I have found over the years that can make a gigantic difference regarding you being freed up to do what you do as a Christian, and then also you not you, you being able to um, thwart these attacks that this gentleman is talking about, you know, um, so that the fiery darts of the wicked are not reaching you. And a lot of people as Christians, they... They, they become Christians and then they, they, they start to have all these problems and they're trying to, they're trying to live for the Lord and they're trying to do things for God. And they, they just come up against all of these horrible things. And a lot of it's not so much because of the way they're overtly living. It might be because of what they're not doing. Things that the Bible talks about that you should be doing that they're not doing. And you, and again, it's being destroyed for lack of knowledge. It's being ignorant of Satan's devices, so he's getting an advantage of you, to a certain extent. So he talks a lot about that here. Anyway, I give you that PDF here, or you can just go to contendingfortruth.com, and it's it's biblical proactive actions for dealing with evil entities and overcoming sin. That would be one you might want to print out. Okay, and I think what you can do also is. You can most likely go up there, just do a copy and a paste, and then and then if you just want to print it out, like just paste it into a Word doc and um, black and white if you wanted to, and, and not non bolded, so you're not going to burn through a ton of ink. the the mo the last the the big last part of the last half I think is all on fasting. So. Um, Anyway, that's just something that I I, I was going to talk talk about it next day anyway, but I'm just going to let him talk regarding this. I wanted to let you know, though, that that's available. Some of you might say, well, the devil doesn't have power. He's weak. He's defeated. He's not real. Ignore him and he'll go away. That does nothing. Ignoring the devil doesn't cause him to leave. Resisting the enemy causes him to leave. This is an active verb. When he attacks us, we continue to resist him. So understand that they're lying in wait, waiting to launch an all-out attack on you. If we aren't aware, we're going to fall prey to his attacks. If we're not aware, we will not fight back spiritually. We're not talking about tonight. Listen, be 
being jumped on the streets. We're not talking about a robber breaking into your house. We're not talking about somebody getting in a fight with you at the grocery store. We are talking tonight about spiritual attacks. Now, many of you are undergoing spiritual attacks right now, and you have no clue that you have the power to fight back. Let me say that again. Many of you right now are under a spiritual attack, and you don't realize that there is power, and we are taking communion tonight. I got my, my, uh, my juice here that represents the blood. There is power in the blood of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the body of Christ. There is power in the place of prayer. There is power when we worship. There is power when we fast that we've been given power over the enemy. You've been given authority. Jesus said, I'm going to give you authority. And in my name, in my authority, you're going to drive out demons. So you have to know, is the devil powerful? Yes, but you've been given power to overthrow him and to resist spiritual attacks. Second Corinthians. Now, uh, he mentioned there with uh, um, communion, uh, traditionally re referred to as the Lord's Supper. And if you just key in Lord's Supper, and the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com. And it's, I just did a keyword search. Uh, you have to do the Lord's with the apostrophe S to find it. But I've done, um, it looks like a four different studies where I've kind of talked about it. Uh, now the one, uh, yeah, it looks like the one, probably part one, I talked about it. I would imagine, yeah. Anyway, and that, and that was back in 2009. And, and if you, you want to know more, and that is something we should be also doing on some type of semi-frequent basis okay that's another thing that the bible talks about that a lot of christians don't really know about that much 11 lest satan should have an advantage over us we should not be ignorant of his schemes. So does the Bible command us to know the strategies and the attacks of the enemy? Is what Isaiah even talking tonight biblical? Absolutely. Paul warns the church in Corinth, if you don't know the enemy's schemes, if you're ignorant to the way he attacks, if you're ignorant to his plans, Satan automatically gets an advantage over me, and I don't need the enemy having an advantage over me. Now, schemes, which is the word Paul uses, in the Greek mean his his thoughts, his purposes, or the mind of somebody. So the Bible is saying this, we should not be ignorant, listen to this, this is good preaching, to the way that the devil thinks, the purposes of the devil, so what is the devil thinking, what are his purposes, and how does the devil attack? Paul says you need to know all three of those. You need to know what is the mind of the enemy, what is the purpose of the enemies, and how does the devil attack the believer? We need to know this. If we don't know this, Paul, what is going to happen? And Paul says, let me tell you, you are going to be in a disadvantageous position over the enemy. Well, I'm a believer. I have the blood. I have the power. That's great. You can have all that and Satan still have an advantage over you because you're ignorant. Now, what does ignorance mean? Now, I know many of you say, why doesn't my pastor do deliverance? Why doesn't most preachers do deliverance? And why is it casting out demons is rare? Now, you watch the videos of us casting out demons. You're like, I know this is biblical. I know this is Christianity because it's all throughout the book of Acts. It's all throughout the Gospels. Right. But why is it not happening? Let me tell you the number one reason. Ignorance. Now, it's. I know it sounds harsh to say your pastor's ignorant or you're ignorant. All ignorance means... You realize like, like one third of what Jesus did was casting out demons in people? You know, I mean, it was a pretty big deal. Like one third of what he basically did in the New Testament typically had to do with that. So it's a really big deal. 
And then a lot of times healing was also connected with casting out demons. And that was another whole portion of his ministry. Just if you look at healing as well. In other words, can there be a demonic component to why somebody is sick? Well, absolutely 100%. Do I think that's 100% always the case? No, not necessarily. I mean, if you've done a lot of different things to put yourself in a position where you're sick because of a certain thing you've put into your body for however many years, well, then that that doesn't necessarily mean there's a demonic component. That just could be cause and effect. It's reaping what you sow. Okay, but then there, then again, there could be demons connected with that, compelling you into that behavior as well. So uh, yeah, it gets a little complex, but anyway. Not being aware of something, not knowing something. And so believers, God told me one day, I was so frustrated, Lord, am I the only one doing deliverance and who else? And God said, Isaiah, don't be angry or frustrated at the church understand that they are ignorant now there's many of them doing deliverance that we don't know about and there's many of you on the map and we're raising up a warrior type of christian and my shirt literally says warrior spirit now here i'm just going to give a quick warning though most of the people that i've known since i've been a christian that do deliverance are in the pentecostal charismatic movement particularly charismatic and almost universally from the people that i knew personally we're some of the most messed up people I've ever been around. Now, maybe that's because Satan was extra, extra, extra targeting them because they were doing deliverance. And I'm not saying that's not the case. There's a lot of stuff that goes on within charismatic circles in particular and Pentecostal that are unbiblical. And I believe that opens you up to demonic influence. So it's a real double-edged sword there. You know. Now, I do give some resources regarding that. But I think you should start with self-deliverance, meaning the the um, the prayers I've talked about. It's actually the first thing listed in the document that I just talked about, that I just put on the website, dealing with evil entities and overcoming sin, essentially. So the deliverance aspect is covered at the very, very top, because I think it's really where you kind of need to start after salvation. Um, and then the win worldly uh, one that you can do which um, is really, really good because it covers a ton of bases. And I've done it several times. And um, deliverance is something that honestly needs to be done ongoing. And I don't mean like every single day. I mean, unless you're really in that, that particular mindset. But it is something that um, I remember when when Worley talked about it like it's almost like especially if you're in ministry like fleas that want to jump on you but then again we've all got god's called us to all our own different ministries you may not be in formal ministry like a pastor but doesn't matter because god's got the body of christ and, and everybody's got different callings and all those callings if you ask me are ministries you know and nobody's more important than another can the finger say to the eye depart me if you have, i have no need of you in the body of christ well no no so it's just, are you being faithful with the calling that God's put upon you? Are, are you, are you um, walking or trying, making an effort to walk in that calling? Because God will help you if you do that. I mean, when I started, I had a little tiny newsletter and, and I never really, I don't know, thought I'd end up in ministry. I just kind of started putting out newsletters about truth emails that's all i did for a long time years 
And then it kind of just evolved into what it is today. But I never really started out thinking, well, I'm going to end up being doing what I'm doing today. I never really did. I just wanted to get the truth out there. I just saw a lot of people being deceived about a lot of different things. And I just wanted to put the truth out there. And that's all I did initially. But I think I was faithful with the little bit that God gave me the ability to do. And therefore he gave me more. And that's the parable of the talents that the Bible talks about in there. Like the, the uh, one guy had two talents, he doubled it. Well done, that good and faithful servant. And then the one guy had five, and he doubled it. And then the one guy had one, I think he buried it. And then Jesus Christ was like, no, no, <laughs> you wicked servant. <laughs> no. Uh-uh. And he got, it was not good. Just look up the parable of talents. I mean, I don't want to even go down that rabbit trail right now, but it was not good. We want to be faithful with whatever calling and whatever sphere of influence that we have. And right now, to me, because of the stakes of this COVID-19 scamdemic and the vaccine in particular and the testing and all the horrific implications of that, all the spiritually horrific implications of getting your DNA changed and getting vaccines cultured off aborted babies and being full, full of nanotech and all the other horrible ingredients that are in there, Right now, I feel like the stakes are higher and more serious than they have ever been. And whatever spirit influence you have, you know, I, if you were in a burning building and, you know, you didn't know it was burning and somebody walks by that can see it's burning, well, wouldn't you want that person that could see the building is burning, but you can't to warn you? Yeah, because you would want done unto you what, you know, the whole gold rule thing. Well, it's the same it's the same concept. And I understand a lot of people, and a lot of my listeners, I, I know you've 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 reached out to people. And, and I know you've tried to reach out to your family. And they're and they're non-receptive. And listen, hey, you know, there's a lot of Bible verses that talk about that. Cast not your pearl before swine. I mean, I think in initially you try to reach out to them. But then there comes a time where they're rejecting truth. And their blood's off your hands. Okay? You tried. You made an effort. You might not have them as a friend anymore. You might have, I mean, this thing is splitting up families and friendships probably to a greater degree than anything I've ever seen since I've been in ministry. But you know what? Then that's God's will. Jesus Christ said, think not that I come to bring peace, but a sword. And he is, he is, the Bible says, what is truth? Thy word is truth. Okay. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The same in the beginning was God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. The Bible refers to Jesus as the word. Well, what is the word? The word is truth. Well, guess what? The truth tends to cause division. And Jesus Christ, again, you know, says think that I not I come uh, think not that I come to bring peace but a sword and a, and a foes and a a man's family or a woman's family will end up being their enemies unfortunately daughter against mother father against son you know son against whatever dad and I don't see a greater thing that I have ever saw since I've been in ministry that has the potential 
to create division than this COVID-19 thing. Now, if it was, it was one thing if it was just like, well, the shot's going to make you a little under the weather for a while and, um, you know... Uh, you might get some chills and fever, but you'll be fine beyond that. It's not that. It's genetically rewriting. It's gene therapy. Medical doctor after medical doctor after medical doctor now. My last newsletter, it was all different MDs coming out with this. It's changing your DNA. It's gene therapy. It's not a vaccine. It's, uh, it's something we've never seen before. That's why they're trying so bad to get this kill shot into you as soon as possible before the masses can figure out what's being done to them. That they're being changed into something that's not human anymore. They're not gonna be fully human, guys, I'm sorry. You're, you're, when your genome's rewritten, which is what it does, you're not fully human. Your humanity 2.0, which is what I said they've been trying to bring us into for a long, long time. And <laughs> Jesus Christ didn't come back to save. Now, and again, I'm not saying it unsaves you by taking the shot. I'm not God. I don't. But it's not something I'm going to mess around with. And surely, if you get the shot and you're not saved, boy, that doesn't bode well for you very much. I wouldn't. I would treat it like I would treat it. It's not the mark of the beast. Clearly, we're not in the tribulation. The antichrist and false prophet have not arisen yet. It's very Mark of the Beast-like in the way they're trying to bring it about. But it's not the Mark of the Beast. You're not going to receive the vaccine in your right, in your right hand or your forehead. It's, it's. I mean, yeah, you could say in Israel, well, yeah, you can't buy or sell without it. Is it in your right hand or your forehead? Has the Antichrist a false prophet risen? Is, has the rebuilt temple in Jerusalem been? Has Israel confirmed the covenant with many nations for a week, for seven years? All the things that have to happen before we get into the tribulation. No, none of that's happened. Well... It's not the mark of the beast then. And obviously it's not gotten to the point where you can buy, sell, or trade without it. Is it connected to your bank account? No. Well, that's going to be the mark of the beast. It's going to, everything's going to be connected. And yes, there may be a vaccine component with the mark of the beast. Who knows? There may, there might be some other whatever. Who knows? But we're not there yet. It's as close to the mark of the beast though as anything I've ever seen. Sure. I won't argue with that at all. But I don't know. I, I just wanted to also add that in because I'm telling you, man, this COVID, this COVID nineteen thing, this is the this is the line in the sand. warrior demons fear me i mean i'm literally wearing a shirt that says warrior because we're raising up spiritual warriors but you need to understand something about what we're doing ignorance is still more prevalent than knowledge or revelation and so because the church at large is ignorant why people think it's so crazy when we talk about casting out demons you have to understand something we are living in a disadvantage right now as the body of christ corporately we are at a massive disadvantage because churches refuse to study their opponent's play footage see the devil is watching how we fight how we war he's looking at your triggers where are your weaknesses what triggers you to get on that pornographic website what triggers you to argue with your wife what 
triggers you to abuse your children, what triggers you to cause division in the church. He watches your play footage. He watches your life. He spies on you. And then he attacks at the right moment. Now the church, we refuse to watch the play footage of the enemy. We refuse to learn how does the devil attack? How does the devil move? And where are the weaknesses? Oh, we should do a whole video on the weaknesses of the enemy. Not only what is our weaknesses to the enemy, but have you ever heard a message? I haven't on the weaknesses of Satan's kingdom, right? Like what are his weaknesses and how do we overthrow Satan's kingdom? Deliverance is when we overthrow the kingdom of darkness. So you have to understand that this is biblical. Paul commands us the church of Corinth, which is now we are the church. We are the ones that read this and take an example from it. Paul commands us to not be ignorant of the thoughts, the purposes, and the intentions of the enemy. So you need to know how the enemy functions, how he strategizes. I have to know this because here's the deal. I got four little girls that are growing up in the in the worst generation spiritually that's ever existed. The devil is raging right now in our generation. The devil has launched an all-out attack and we've refused to oppose him. And so I have to learn his strategies so that I can properly war for my children. Hosea 4.6 says, my people are destroyed. Come on, share the broadcast. My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. So you have to understand not knowing, he says, my people are destroyed because they just don't know. And this is what we spent the last since January, 2020 training you guys and equipping you guys and teaching you guys so that you can know. Now, this is the only the second, we're not even really teaching on deliverance tonight, but only the second spiritual warfare training we've done all year long on a Friday night. But I'm telling you, we have to stay vigilant and training the body of Christ because understand you will be destroyed by not knowing. Now, a spiritual attack is a coordinated event by Satan. This is not something that's random. You don't accidentally get spiritually attacked. Spirit, You don't trip, trip into a spiritual attack. Spiritual attacks, could a believer be spiritual attack? Yes, we already know, or else there would be no armor. But spiritual attacks are coordinated, okay? You need to know this. They are planned out. They are rehearsed. And then they are launched against you. So when you're under a spiritual attack, when the enemy is attacking you spiritually, these demons have already planned this out. They've already prepared this because, they, again, they've been studying you. They've been watching you. And that's why I'm going to show you later how the Bible says we need to be careful that we don't give the devil room in our lives because the devil if we give him an inch he will take a mile so you have to understand when you come under a spiritual attack or when the devil attacks his goal is to remain undetected he does not want you to recognize now listen to this closely he doesn't want you to recognize it as a spiritual attack so the devil doesn't attack you at night doesn't attack you in your marriage doesn't attack in your kids and say okay by the way this is a demonic attack. He doesn't do that because he knows if you knew it was, you would war against it. So the devil's goal is to remain undetected in spiritual battle, in spiritual attacks. Yeah. That's why many of you right now that are on TikTok, many of you that are on Facebook, many of you are on the YouTube, say, how did I have a demon for 60 years, which I've dealt with people that had demons for over 60 years, or 10 years, or five years, and never know it was there? Because the devil is one professional hide and seek, but number two, he tries to remain undetected. That's his goal. So what does he do? He tries to make you think, well, this is not a spiritual attack. This is just life. Or this happened by chance. 
chance. Or there's, it's not a big deal. It's just something that happened because of a job or because of a marriage. Because what he wants you to realize and think is that you can't fend off or fight off his spiritual attacks because you don't even believe there's an attack happening. I mean, imagine somebody jumping you and not even fighting back and people saying, why didn't you fight back when you got jumped? And you saying, I didn't get jumped, but you have bruises all over you. You have a bloody nose and a black eye and there's footage of you getting jumped. But because you're in denial, you couldn't fight back because you didn't understand you were getting jumped. Now the demons are jumping us spiritually. They're attacking us spiritually. They're warring against us spiritually. And we're saying, well, that's just life. That's just the way things are. And the devil's laughing at us remaining undetected. Spiritual attacks are like submarines. They dwell beneath the surface of what the eye can see in the invisible realm. But just because you can't see the attacks with your eyes does not mean they are any less real. You have to understand that just because you can't see it, uh, submarines go undetected beneath the surface and the spiritual realm is beneath the surface of what you see and a person under spiritual attack usually doesn't realize they're under attack they usually can't identify it so they're uneffective at warring against it now there's one thing to be going through something it's another thing to be going through something and not know what you're going through because what you're going through is actually a demonic attack many of you right now are going through anxiety and going through depression and going through fear, but you don't recognize that it's a spiritual attack. So understand that in this battle, we are going against spirits, not humans, because the Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, or, or better translation is we don't wrestle against bodies, but we wrestle against people with no bodies. So these are invisible entities, the Bible says, not Isaiah, that we are warring against, not in the natural, not in the physical. This is spiritual in the supernatural realm. That's why the Bible says that our weapons are mighty through God for the pulling down stronghold. We're fighting with supernatural weapons. You are armed and dangerous in God's kingdom. And in fact, Isaiah 40, 54, 17 says, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Now the word formed, very important, and this is all the way the enemy attacks and strategies to understand this unseen battle we're in. The word formed means to custom make. It means to tailor something. So if you went to go get a wedding dress and they tailored the wedding dress to fit your body, that would, that's the same word. They're tailor making, they're customizing it. So that's actually literally what the word means. So what this verse is saying is is that Satan has made custom weapons against you. He's making them according to your weaknesses and according to your strengths. So no custom weapon made against you shall prosper. Now it doesn't say that weapons won't be formed against you. It says the enemy is going to use weapons. He's going to attack with those weapons, but they're not going to prosper in the fact that they're not going to defeat you. Now this goes back and then connects to what Paul said about the armor of God. He said, if you have the armor of God, the devil will attack and there will be a battle, but guess what's going to happen? After the battle, he said, you're going to be able to withstand the battle. So you need to know when it comes to spiritual attacks, and the reason why you're saying, why does nobody else get attacked this way and I get attacked this way? Because the devil is custom making weapons right now. He's making a custom weapon to attack you. So what he uses against me is different than what he uses against you. So it's crucial you not only know 
Satan's weapons and tools, but also, write this down, you need to understand your weaknesses because there is grave danger when you think you're stronger than you really are. The Bible says, woe, the mighty have fallen. And pride, the Bible says, comes before the fall. And the moment you think you're exempt from spiritual attacks is the moment pride has set in. Satan will use weapons of fear against the church to keep us idle and muzzled. And the word fear is false evidence that appears real. So for example, the fact that you don't think you're called to deliver people is false evidence that you think is real. The fact that pastors don't believe that we could be attacked is false evidence that appears real. That's the essence of fear. So the devil uses the spirit of fear to convince the church that what is wrong is right. In other words, the battle's not real. I'm not actually attacking you. It's all in your head. It's all in your mind. It's just bad dreams. It's just sleep paralysis. It's just this or that. And he tries to scientifically write this down, explain away spiritual attacks. But here's the deal. Science cannot solve spiritual attacks. It cannot deliver you. It cannot break you out. You must use supernatural battle weapons. So we're pointing our weapons tonight against the enemy. You need to understand that you do have power over him. You do have authority over him. He has to listen to your commands, but if you don't believe in that authority, if you don't exercise the authority, if you don't put your faith in Christ, what good is your authority? So what you need to understand about spiritual attacks as well is write this down, is that God has Satan on a leash. God is sovereign over Satan. The devil does not have free reign in your life. He's on a leash so that he can only do what God permits him to do. He actually has to get permission before he's allowed to mess with you. In Luke 22, 31, as in the case with Simon Peter, Jesus says, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has asked to have you that he might sift you like wheat. So Satan came to Jesus in the New Testament and asked permission to sift Simon. In the case of Job, Job 2.6, the Lord said to Satan, behold, Job is in your hand, only spare his life. And so the enemy came to God and basically said, I want to mess with Job. I've been traveling around and there's no one more righteous than Job. And the only reason why Job serves you is because you blessed him and give them stuff. Can I have permission to mess with him? And I'll prove to you that he's not in this for the right reasons. God basically tells um, the enemy, go ahead and mess with Job, but spare his life. You can do anything you want to him, but do not kill him. And so God removed the hedge of protection that was around Job and God gave the enemy legal right or jurisdiction to attack Job in the sense of Job at the end of the story would get 10 times back what he had, but God would, God would use this attack to test Job. So sometimes spiritual attacks are a way of testing us. Now, did Jesus tell the devil that he couldn't have Peter? No, he allowed the enemy to sift Peter. And he said, Peter, I'm praying for you. Why? Because when we get attacked spiritually, the Lord will allow it to strengthen us. He will allow it to test us. And in fact, the God will allow these things to happen so that we can grow in our faith. God has given us all a certain hedge around us where Satan, how many know, cannot just kill us. But he does have some level of power to attack us spiritually or to penetrate the hedge that God will allow him to come through that hedge. But as far as killing us, listen, 
If Satan could kill me, he would have done it when I drive every morning to take my daughter to school. Okay, I drive an hour and a half every single day. And if he could kill me, he would have killed me a year ago. He would have killed me the day I got saved. He doesn't have the power to kill you. So there's a limited amount of power. Why? Because God has Satan on a leash. So evidently, God sees the ongoing role of Satan as essential for what he's doing in the world. Now, if God wanted to, he can throw Satan in the lake of fire right now instead of waiting till the end of the age. But Revelation 2010 says the devil who had deceived them was thrown in the lake of fire and will be tormented day and night forever and ever because his his job on the earth is not done yet the bible says he's a ruler of the air he's the god of this world and the bible says the entire world is under satan's power so his complete defeat is coming but it's not done yet so some people preach the devil has no power he's been defeated the devil's power has been defeated but his presence has been defeated so he do ha does have still a level of power and as of now write this down god is allowing the enemy to attack persecute and reign in a certain degree of power on the earth because again the bible says he's the god of this world according to scripture now could god strip him of all his power right now absolutely but for whatever reason god sees it fit that the enemy is actually allowed to attack us so do not think that because you're being spiritually attacked you're backslidden do not think it's only because you're in sin and i've thought this for years well it's only if there's an open door it's only sin but what i'm starting to realize is it's not only just an open door or only sin but the enemy has power to attack us even when there's not an open door for the meaning of strengthening us what did paul say he said, Lord, would you remove this messenger of Satan from me? And God told Paul three times, no, 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 because the weaker you are, the stronger I am. So God will allow certain persecution. Now, I believe, along with many other people, that the messengers of Satan were the people that were persecuting Paul. I do not believe, let me just say for the record, I do not believe that Paul was asking for deliverance from a demon, and God was saying, no, Paul, I don't want to deliver you, because God's word says he came to set us free. So he wants to deliver us so it wasn't like oh i want you to be demonized so understand right now you're not demonized because god wants you to you're demonized because nobody's told the demons to leave what most people believe and what i believe was the messengers of satan were actually the people that were buffeting or were attacking paul or were persecuting paul well how do you know because how many times did paul get stoned how many times did paul get whipped how many times did paul get beaten with rods paul died and right outside of lystra paul got raised from the dead so you're going to see this over and over and over paul getting attacked and paul said lord will you deliver me from these people they're persecuting me you could just remove them and god says no because it keeps you weak remember god allowed persecution because persecution does not snuff out the church it actually grows the church so one of the lies that you have to stop believing is that satan is weak friend the devil is not weak in fact the bible makes it clear the enemy is strong he's been weakened by god but he's not weak and this is the first truth you need to understand satan is our enemy and his followers his demons because remember the bible says the devil's the prince of demons so these demons are his followers you need to understand that they have a strategy to defeat you okay so that just kind of ends abruptly there um anyway let's go further here now uh, next report, here is a literal demon-possessed Satanist, a real one, okay, saying that, quote, progressive Christians are what the world needs, what the world needs right now, end of quote, and thanking them. On behalf of his master, uh, Satan worshiper Kevin X. Bivens thanks 
progressive Christians for assisting his cause. And I'm going to let you hear um, what he says right out of his own mouth. Now, this guy, he's extra special fun. Um, okay, they took, they already removed the one link for, it's still on Twitter, um, probably not going to be up here very long. Uh, he, he's, he's extra special nifty. Uh, he's got gigantic gauges in his ear, those big things that make your ear, they pierce your ear and then they just keep making it wider more like african type of things there uh he's got it looks like he's got the sclera the white part of his eye tattooed red i don't think they're contacts i think they're actually people actually get this they tattoo their sclera red to make them look more scary okay and um he's a full-blown satanist and he's uh i'm gonna let him speak for himself there is a wave of Christian people that I have met on this app, and I have found favor among them. Progressive Christians are what the world needs right now. We both agree that religion needs massive amounts of change. Between your flawed Bibles, asinine ideals, and just outright misinformation. Yeah, because the Satanic Bible is definitely not full of errors and not asinine and right down the line and, just, you know, wonderful stuff. We've had enough. So in a Lucifer gang first, I'm here to thank you Christians, progressive Christians, for your assistance in this fight against misinformation. There is So that was it. So yeah, we've got um we've got Satan giving us a pat on the back or giving progressive Christians a pat on the back and giving us a morality lesson. Um just like I got I just got an email from a from a, I don't know, I guess a listener rebuking me for putting out all the lies about the COVID-19 kill shot. Yeah, that that compilation of of and the first thing I cite is the CDC statistics. Okay, it's straight from the CDC. <laughs> doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. Matter. Again, I, I, like I said, you're gonna you're gonna reach out to people, and they're so demon possessed, they're or demonically blinded, that it doesn't matter what you say to them. It just doesn't, because. Truth is not anything they care about at all, which puts them in a very precarious position according to 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, talking about the end times, talking about when the Antichrist is arising, where the Bible says, and for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion. Now, if this COVID-19 thing is not part of the strong delusion, I don't know what is. I'm not saying it's the only aspect of the strong. I don't think the strong delusion is one thing. Some people say, it's just the UFO agenda, or it's just, no, I think it's multifaceted. I do. Yes, I think there's bigger components of the strong delusion, but there's so many different ways you can be deceived now that how could you just say it's one thing? And for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they will believe a lie, that they might all be damned meaning you're going to burn forever in hellfire and then get thrown into the lake of fire. That's that's bad news, guys. That's not good. That's that's as serious as it gets. For this cause, he will send them a strong delusion that they will believe a lie, that they might be damned who receive not the love of the truth, but have pleasure in unrighteousness. Proving the COVID-19 satanic agenda is by far the easiest thing I have ever done in ministry. By far. 
like I'm going to get the truth from the medical pharma satanic cartel that runs and controls all the major me media mainstream mouthpieces and ministries as well. Look at all the drug commercials that are on TV and things of this nature. It is so blatantly, flagrantly obvious what is going on here. And yet I get, I still get, so don't, don't expect to not get a lot of flack because people, I mean, when they, when they double down on lies and evil and deception, don't think you're just going to break them free. You might make an enemy real quick. I've already, I've lost, you know, friends for sure on this. Just acquaintances that, you know, I have. Oh, well, am I therefore become your enemy because I tell you the truth? Galatians 4.16. Yeah, most of the time when you tell somebody the truth, you will become their enemy. Absolutely. I mean, I think it depends on what, what level, what how much they've got invested in the lie, okay? And, and how much of their personal life and time and paradigm is invested in the lie, okay? If it's something trivial, probably not. But if it's something really, really big where people are actually lining up to get the kill shot and they've got family members that are getting the kill shot and they've got the kill shot, they're not gonna, uh, most of the time, it doesn't matter what you tell them. It doesn't matter how much statistical facts you put in front it doesn't matter how many mds you put in front of them where they break this whole thing down blow it apart show the satanic agenda it just doesn't matter so i'm not saying you're not going to encounter a lot of frustration if you're trying to do this but you know you're trying to to help those and save those that have i hopefully eyes to hear um eyes to see ears to hear and hearts to receive most of the time here's what you're going to run into when it comes to truth okay Proverbs 18, 13. He that answereth a matter before he heareth it, it is a folly and a shame on him. Most of the time, they'll see something, oh, you're a conspiracy theorist. Here's the truth. They will, I mean, I'm giving you the CDC statistics. And this is from theirs, the official governmental vaccine reporting center that admits that on on average only one percent of vaccine injuries and deaths are even reported the cdc's it's it's getting near two thousand people that they're admitting to now you have to understand only one percent reporting only one percent reporting on injuries and who knows how even accurate that is when you're at your risk of losing your job in a lot of cases if you report this stuff regarding covid the massive cover it's the fox guarding the hen house and we're supposed to expect we're going to get real stats from them but even as as bad as that sounds they're still admitting to about two thousand deaths right now or, or getting close to it and thousands upon thousands upon thousands of injuries and then all the first-hand accounts i've compiled them all together in that compilation list as far as i know i'm the only one on the internet that's done it and it's not because it's my stuff I've just taken the last three months and went back and compiled it in one spot. That's all I've done. Go tell all the people that are putting up videos where their family members are either dead or they're having seizures or they're, you know, on life support or whatever. Go tell them this is all fake and that the COVID shot is harmless. Please, get in their face. 
I'm not say, talking to my listeners. I'm just saying for people that would argue this. Um, and then there comes a time, and I really believe once you've given them the truth, and I'm not saying, you know, you have to rely on the leanings of the Holy Spirit, but Proverbs 26, 4 says, answer not a fool according to his folly, lest thou be like him. Now, there is a time though, when you do answer, okay, and that is typically at the beginning of a debate. Proverbs 25, 26, 5, which is the next verse says, answer a fool according to his folly, lest he be wise in his own conceit. That's typically at the beginning. But then if you identify the person is not going to receive truth, doesn't matter what you put in front of them, then answer not a fool according to his folly, lest thou be like him. Because it's just good. All they're going to do is burn up your time. And that's why Satan has put them there. To burn up your time and to waste your time. I just move on. I don't, I don't even... A lot of experience in dealing with that. Over 30... About 30 years. Not quite 30 years since I've been saved. But, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm inching up on it. There is a time where the Bible says in Job 11:2 should not the multitudes should not the multitude of words be answered and should a man of full full of talk be justified. Yeah, there's a time that you do that, but it's it's typically at the beginning of the debate. Then you have Matthew 7:6 give not that which is holy unto dogs, neither cast ye, per, ye your pearls before swine, lest they trample them under feet and turn again and rend you. So you, you have to kind of rely on the Holy Spirit where you're at in this whole thing. Because there's different, there's different Bible verses that are not contradictory. It depends on what stage of a debate you're in with somebody and who you're dealing with. And the prompting of the Holy Spirit. Um, let's go further here. Okay, so... Sorry, I'm kind of getting off on some rabbit trails here today. Um, one comment about this video with this uh, Satan worshiper said that I've been saying that for years, atheist, Satanist, and the Christian left. Yes, there are people that identify themselves as the Christian left and progressives. I'd say like Unitarians would be at the, like the far end of that type of thing. They all agree that they think the Bible is wrong, that Jesus isn't divine, that Jesus isn't the only way to salvation, and that the LGBTQX perversions aren't immoral, etc. Yes, very true. Very true. Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil. But see, that's the norm now. And the lukewarm Christian left are absolutely in 100% lockstep with that mindset. And then we have this. The new normal. California's proposed ethnic studies curriculum urges students to chant to Aztec deity of war and human sacrifice and cannibalism. Notice we've been talking a lot about cannibalism lately. Calls for a counter-genocide, meaning mass murder of white Christians. This is going on in the public schools in California. Footage out of California schools shows students extremely pumped to recite the chant, which is mass witchcraft, where you're invoking demons and becoming demon-possessed while you're doing it. 
Proverbs 8.36 says, But he that sinneth against me, meaning God, wrongeth his own soul. All they that hate me love death. Yeah. Um, Christian prayer in public school is prohibited. But now the Marxists in California are trying to force millions of students to chant to the Aztec gods of human sacrifice and cannibalism. California's proposed ethnic studies curriculum calls for the decolonization of American society in a counter-genocide against white Christians. Teachers are encouraged students to join social movements that struggle for social justice and to build new possibilities for a post-racist, post-systemic racism society, all under these, couched, couched in all these wonderful terms that demonize Christians and glorify wickedness. Yes, that insinuates the current society we live in is a racist one. They're always playing the race card, especially against white people and white Christians are the worst of all. I'm sorry, but that's just the way it is, according to everything I see that they say. Apparently, one way to eliminate racism is to teach Californians that white Christians committed theocide, meaning they, they destroyed their theology. They destroyed their paganistic religions against... they. White Christians committed theocide against indigenous tribes. Now, they're trying to lump the atrocities that the Catholic conquistadors, I think, and to a large extent here, which were the first ones that, you know, primarily like in New Mexico and Central America and these types of places, came. Um, and replacing their pagan gods with what they what really happened is, is they were tried to replace it with catholicism and hey well guess what it was very very compatible and it still is because if you go down to mexico right now or central america or wherever you're going to find catholicism commingled with the highest levels of paganism santa Muerte, the angel of death is the is like the number one deity from what i can see that is worshipped in mexico in central america it's the number one deity the drug cartels go to to get power and get ability to kill and money and these types of things and they commingle it with catholicism because catholicism is also based out of total idolatry do you know the catholics removed the commandment about not bowing down to idols and just split i think it was the ninth commandment in two so they still have ten commandments because they bowed down to idols all the time. All their different saints and all the different unbiblical garbage that they do that the Bible condemns. I mean, you look in the Old Testament over and over when a king was right with God, the first thing he typically would do is go in and destroy the groves where they were worshiping these false idols and they would destroy the idols and they would sometimes grind them up into powder and throw them into the rivers and things of this nature. So I said, if you got anything like that in your house, you need to get rid of it. <laughs> okay? You know? And any of those pictures of so-called Jesuses, you need to get them out because those are, that's Sananda Emanuel. That's, that's the coming ascended master that was given to us by the Catholic Church. Those images were given to us by, I've done a whole teaching on that. Just key in Master Jesus. And I ain't the Jesus of the Bible. Devil always seeks to counterfeit stuff, guys. And that's going to be one of the greatest things that's going to deceive Christians. Just that one thing that I just mentioned. So many people are going to fall hook, line, and sinker. 
and probably yoke up with the Catholics just based on that one thing. Oh, he looks just like him. Like Satan can't appear as an angel of light. Like he's not going to appear, try to appear as a good guy, good person when he makes his big... He's just going to be one aspect of the coming deception though. But it's going to be a whopper of the coming aspect. Master Jesus or Esau, Sananda, Emmanuel. But it's a little easier to... to uh, key in my searches on master jesus and how that relates to the ascended masters and how that relates to Maitreya and these types of things these are older teachings i've done but are very applicable for today recent statistics from the state estimate that around 16 million christians live in california how many of them are actually real christians you know anyway one chant called in lack ek affirmation is a prayer which appeals directly to the aztec gods now this is what they're chanting in the public schools now students first clap and chant to the god and i, I know i'm going to butcher these names so please forgive me they chant to the god tez cat lip poca whom the aztecs traditionally worship with human sacrifice and cannibalism <laughs> Isn't this wonderful? Doesn't it just warm the cockles in your heart? Asking him for the power to be warriors for social justice. Oh, isn't that wonderful? Next, the students chant to the gods Quetzalcoatl and Hutzilopochilti and Zippy Totec, seeking healing epistemologies and a revolutionary spirit hoots zillow pochitelli is in particular is the aztec deity of war and human sacrifice nothing wrong there right and consequently inspired hundreds of thousands of human sacrifices in the most horrific way imaginable during the aztec rule and this is who they're chaining to open witchcraft going on in mass in the california public school systems it's all out in the open the COVID 19 agenda is all out in the open the worshiping of satan right in the public school right out in the open now no more masks no more wondering makes our job a lot easier though but you know Finally, the chant comes to a climax with a request for liberation, transformation, and decolonization, meaning all extermination of all, quote, white Christians. So white Christianity is blamed totally on whatever they feel they've been slighted and suffered in times past. I'm not yoked up with what the conquistadors did and the Catholics did. I don't have anything to do with that. Okay. But doesn't matter, you're going to be lumped into all that as, as a white Christian. If you are a white Christian, if you're, I mean, you know, if you're a Christian in general, you're still going to be targeted. And again, I'm not going to apologize for something where they're, they're saying this. They're the ones saying it's the white people and the white Christians in particular. You know. Um, after which students then shout, Panchi Ba, Panchi Ba, in pursuit of ultimate critical consciousness. In the fifth month of the Aztec calendar, a man would be sacrificed to Tezcatlipoca by having his heart ripped out um, before he was eaten. 
Yeah. So this is these are the these are the human sacrifice cannibalism deities that they're openly chaining to now in the um, California public school systems. Aztec people made statues of the other god, this Zippy Totec, which were ritually dressed in the flayed skin of sacrificial victims killed in his honor. So all three, oh, actually four of these gods all have to do basically with human sacrifice, cannibalism, war, um, death. What's not to like? I mean, come on. What's, there, there's no red flags here, right? Footage out of California school shows students extremely pumped to recite the chant. Now, I couldn't get the footage. To, I think they've already removed it. I, I searched for it. I couldn't find it. Not saying it's not up on the internet, but they took it down pretty quick. Doesn't matter. It's going on. And it's just the beginning, unfortunately. Unless there was just like massive prayer, fasting, Christian pushback. But again, the things that I'm doing, these big major ministries, like, you know, 700 Club and Christian Broadcasting Network and all these mega churches, they should be on the front lines exposing this. But they don't care. All they care about is money and serving Satan because most of them are just closet Luciferians anyway. They're, they're there to direct you away from the truth, to direct you to lies. That's all they're there for. They love Satan and they love to serve him. And they're of the father, they're of their father, the devil, and of his works and of his lust, they will do. Now, some Bible verses that kind of apply to this um proverbs 8 36 but he that sinneth against me wrongeth his own soul all they that hate me love death well when you're chanting to four different human sacrifice cannibal killing murder fallen angels aztec fallen angel type things aren't you proudly proclaiming to god that you love death Pro-abortion, yeah, love death. Psalm 106, 37 through 43 says, Yea, they sacrifice their sons and their daughters unto devils. So see, the, the Bible's condemning it here in the Old Testament, sacrificing your sons and daughters unto devils. These same types of deities that the Aztecs did the same thing. That now the, the kiddies in the California school system are chanting to and they're so pumped to do it it showed a whole i mean i saw the screenshot it was a whole um like auditorium of kids wanting to do this and shed innocent blood even the blood of their sons and their daughters whom they sacrificed under the idols of canaan but in this case it was the idols of the aztecs and the land was polluted with blood and that's the main thing Satan's trying to do. He's trying to get us, the land, to be polluted with blood, which brings a curse on the land, which brings a curse on the people, which perpetuates and attracts more devils and demons and fallen angels. And society will continue to get worse and worse and worse and more evil. That's why Satan's doing it. Or trying to move people in that direction. Thus, they were defiled with their own works and went a-whoring with their own inventions. 
Therefore was the wrath of the Lord kindled against his people, insomuch that he abhorred his own inheritance. And he gave them into the hand of the heathen, and they that hated them ruled over them. Isn't that kind of where we're kind of moving right now? Insomuch that he abhorred his own inheritance. Most people that would identify as Christians that are just lukewarm pew warmers at best, would they not fall into that classification? And I don't mean to say that in a judgmental way. I'm just saying. They don't fight evil. They don't contend for truth. They don't just really do anything. They don't ever witness. They don't really ever do anything. If it's if it's any kind of sacrifice, or maybe they'll be classified as a whatever, a radical Christian, I don't know. And again, I'm not saying everybody, but a lot of people, most people that would identify themselves as Christians, I would say, because of the 501c3 whore system, what it's bred and created, yoked up with the government, there's no Bible for any of it. Yeah, that's kind of the norm, probably. Not everybody, but mostly. And he gave them into the hand of the heathen. Is not that what's being done right now? Is not this whole nation being given in the hand of the heathen? Christian and non-Christian alike? Is it not happening in England? I mean, and I'm talking about the COVID stuff. It's the ultimate weapon and tool to do that. And they that hated them ruled over them. Their enemies also oppressed them, and they were brought into subjection under their hand. It's what happens when the land is polluted with blood. Because it started out with the land being polluted with blood, and then this was all the this was cause and effect. Many times did he, did he deliver them, but they provoked him with their counsel and were brought low for their iniquity. So God had mercy on them many times prior to all this. But it didn't matter because they kept provoking him and they were brought low for their iniquity. So all we can do as Christians is just keep fighting. Keep trusting in God. Keep fighting the good fight of faith. Being good soldiers for Christ. And just don't give up. They that endure to the end, the same shall be saved. That's what the Bible says. And pray that you are counted worthy to escape all the things that are coming upon this earth and to stand before the Son of Man like Jesus talked about in Matthew 24. I don't mean earning your way into heaven either. I'm just saying that, you know, good works will follow. They should follow conversion of Christ. The curriculum claims chance affirmations and energizers can be used to bring the class together. Build unity around ethnic studies principles and value of oh, values. Satanic values of human sacrifice. Yeah, those are the kind of values I want to be united around. Absolutely. And to reinvigorate the class following a lesson that may be emotionally taxing. Or even when the student's engagement may appear to be low. Oh, the humanity. I mean, I couldn't agree more. What better way to get you pumped up and re-energized than to, to actually do mass witchcraft praise and prayers and begging these, these fallen angels, these, these masquerading as Aztec deities and gods of human sacrifice and cannibalism. What better way to get you pumped up and reinvigorated than to go to them and to praise them? And to ask them for favor and, and for whatever you're trying to attain in this world. 
If that's not mass witchcraft, I don't know what is. The California School Board is set to review a draft of the curriculum next week. So, something to uh, pray about. Then we have this abomination. America's embrace of the demonic delusion of transgenderism is pure evil. Um, Cat Cataluna Enriquez bested the biological females in the competition, putting him in the position to compete for the state's competition. Miss Nevada, USA. With hopes of competing in the bigger contest, Miss USA and Miss Universe. She was crowned Miss Silver State. Uh, oh, Miss Silver State was told, was a great experience, Enriquez told local outlet Fox 5, describing it as a celebration of manhood, I mean womanhood, sorry, and diversity. And this celebration of being your true self. Oh, isn't that wonderful? I mean, if ever I've ever read you a Hallmark moment in all my years of ministry, this is it. I'm, I'm, I'm really trying to hold the tears back on this one. A biological male wins a female beauty contest. And hopefully... She'll win Miss Nevada and then Miss You and then maybe even Miss Universe. I mean, this is where it's all moving. Transgendered men on stage vying for Miss Universe. Real men with real problems. Film at 11. Yeah. They're taking over female sports. Why not this? It's, it's amazing. All the female... Uh, sporting records in high school and in in, in in other areas where they let them compete, they're all being eclipsed and blown out of the water by all these biological men that say they're women. I can you imagine being that sorry, where and you're that evil and you're that pathetic and you're that demon possessed the toenails where you say, you know what, I'm gonna go ahead as a guy. And put on a dress, and and I did, and I'm gonna go out there and blow all these girls out of the water. I I can't imagine a more sorry state of mind that you got to be in, or more demon possessed to do. To, to I mean, have you no shame? No, no, no. They glory in their shame, like the Bible talks about. They love evil. They view it as this, what is she, a celebration of womanhood, even though it's a guy. But this is the, the day and times we live in. Glamour Magazine recently um, included a biological male in this year's Woman of the Year Awards, identifying transgender model and activist Monroe Burdoff as a game-changing influencer Cataluna Enriquez, a biological male who identifies as a woman, has been crowned Miss Silver State USA, which is described as the biggest preliminary competition for the Miss Nevada USA pageant. There, the irony of transgenderism, a socio-political ideology that demands you to accept them as they are, is that transgenders don't accept themselves as they are. Do you really think about it? 
such as the case of Cataluna Enriquez, a person born as a guy who insists that he is a woman. If that is not the definition of mental illness, I don't know what is. Oh wait, maybe it is this. Maybe the true definition of mental illness is when you agree with people like Cataluna that a person born as a man can magically become a woman. I've seen these people defend them. I've seen it. I mean, I've, I've been on online and seen the posts back and forth. <laughs> and whenever I can, I always inject, interject something in there to the effect of, do you realize that um, no matter, especially when it comes to sporting, no matter what this person says, no matter what this person does, they are 100% male DNA. And nothing is going to change that. They got male they got male tendons, ligaments, bone structure, organ systems, brain, everything. Muscles. And even if they get all the stuff cut off, doesn't change that, doesn't make them a female, they've still got a gigantic, huge, insurmountable advantage over the vast majority of women. And nothing will change that. I don't care how nice the transgender might be, because that's a big argument I've seen online. And I'm talking about just people that aren't even Christians. I've seen this argument before. I don't care how nice they are. It's all a facade anyway. Oh, look at me. I'm so nice. and I'm a transgender. You won't attack me because I'm nice. No, sorry. I, I will expose you every single stinking chance I get, you devil. You're going to compete with women. You're going to you're going to hurt them if there's any kind of contact sport involved. Like soccer and these other sports that are contact sports, you're going to hurt them. And then you're going to play you're going to try to play the victim card. No devil. No. No, no. No. This is pure Sodom and Gomorrah level evil. That's all this is. It's an abomination. It's a crime against nature. And it's beyond sick. It's almost beyond, I mean, it's it's demon possession on a level that, you know, you, is. I mean, that's even not the norm now. Most people aren't transgender. The Bible says, this know also that in, in the last days perilous times shall come. 2 Timothy 3.1 There's a war raging that right now for the hearts and minds of Christians here in America and around the world. A war from Satan himself attempting to beat you into submission and silence you to all the wickedness that you see right before your eyes. I'm not saying I think you agree with this nonsense. This is the guy writing the report. No Bible believer ever could. But I am urging you to speak the truth in love and press back against this insanity. That's always been my plea to my listeners. We will give an account of our life at the judgment seat of Christ. So now is the time to be bold in your faith and stand for the truth. Only one life and it will soon be passed. Only what is done for Christ will last. Yeah, it's true. And then we have this. Biden signs executive order to make transgender surgery free from military on the taxpayer dime. Now there's a picture here of transgender abomination troops. And it's almost like if you look at this picture, you can't even believe it's real. You, you can't even believe the abominations that are sitting in these chairs that have, one has a dress on. 
I don't know who's the guys and who's the... I don't even... I can't even hardly tell. I don't even know. It is so evil. I, I can't even... But yet it's almost so laughable at the same time because you look at it and you're like, there's no way that's real. That's like some kind of SNL skit or something. Of course, they would never make fun of that. They would glorify it. But yeah, you, you just can't even believe this picture that I've got here. Transgender abomination troops. Joe Biden signed an executive order this week that makes transgender surgery free for the military. From now on, U.S. taxpayers will pay for the medical procedures and surgery for all transgender candidates. The operation is not cheap and can add up to $200,000 per abomination patient. $200,000. You'd have to, with all the illegal aliens and all the other wicked garbage our taxpayer dollars are going toward. Yeah. No doubt this will drive more trans men and women into the military. Oh, you better believe it. Free surgery? Where I'm totally protected? I want transgender, I want legions of transgender troops on frontline battle. That's what I want. Well, Joe Biden already said this last week he's got the flight suits now where they're going to have the, uh, the, for the pregnant women, the fly around, front lines of battle. I want a legion of pregnant women. This is my dream, actually. A little secret dream. I'll, I'll let you in. A little inside baseball myself. Secret dream. All four branches of military, main four branches of military and Navy SEALs filled to the brim with transgender troops and um mostly what i really want on the transgender side are the um the women that have are now biological that, that say they're men now so they're still women i want them on the front line and i want women in battle that are all pregnant and they're and flying around their f-16s or f-21s or whatever they are um i want them all navy seals in fact, I just want a total purge of masculine of men out of the military. I want them all vaccinated to the gills. Oh, sorry, they're already doing that. And I want that to be the new normal. Because that's exactly the where we're moving. What I just described. <laughs> yeah. Transgendered she-males or whatever on the front lines in battle, protecting the home front with pregnant women right beside them and their babies going into battle and their pregnant flight suits and pregnant. Come on, come on, man. Like Joe Biden says, come on. Why can't I just get with it? Why can't I be more hip? I, I'm, there's something wrong with me. I'm ashamed of myself. I'm not near enough liberal. Only $200,000 per patient? It's not really clear how this helps the military, though. Well, I just told you how it's going to help the military. Can you imagine how secure the borders will be? How safe we'll be from the evil scourge of the enemy? If we've got a, legions of transgendered she-males and pregnant women on the front lines... I know that when I pillow my head at night, I'm going to feel more safe and more cozy than I've ever felt in my life. When that becomes reality, now we're just in the infancy. We need to make this real, guys. Sorry, I, I tend to use some extreme sarcasm when dealing with an issue that's so laughable. 
but yet real as this one. That last one, and then I have to, I'm, I'm out of time. Biden awards $86 million contract for hotel rooms to house 1,200 illegal aliens while millions of legal Americans face evictions and cannot afford food. Yeah. Go, Joe, go. Holographic Joe, baby. Whatever that is in office, I don't even know. Green screen Joe, baby. Go, Joe. You are the man. Joe Biden's administration has granted $86 million contract for hotel rooms to hold about 1,200 illegal um, aliens, and the Department of Homeland Security confirmed this. As the migrant crisis has been overwhelming the U.S.-Mexico border in recent weeks, all by design, they've been telling them, waving them in, Biden has been mulling different strategies to mitigate the surge he started. The six-month hotel contract is through a Texas-based nonprofit called Endeavors, but the contract could be reportedly be extended and expanded. We can only we can only pray and hope, guys, that it's extended and expanded, right? On a related report, it says more than 100,000 migrants flooded the U.S. borders in February alone. 13,000 children are in U.S. custody, just the beginning. Dave Hodges just released a report today, and I, I didn't have time to put it in here, on what's really happened to these busloads of children. Oh, that's all the big reason why they want the flood of illegal aliens. The children who are disappearing. Pedivores. That's where they're disappearing to. Child sacrifice, pedophiles, and only God knows what else. Child sex trafficking. They want that steady stream of children. And adrenochrome. I'll, I'll probably report on that next week. I, I just, I, what, I've, what I've learned is that I can, if I get a lot of late-breaking information, I started tonight's study super late anyway, but if I get a lot of late-breaking information, I just have to push it to next week. Or I can't even get the study started anymore. Anyway, God bless you, and we will see you in part two.